Look, we have a lot of fun here at Remember the Game Industries. You've all heard my obnoxious, high-pitched laugh on the show. I love it. Video games are fun. The Simpsons are funny. It's good times. You know what isn't fun? Shopping for razors. And I don't mean that to sound sarcastic. It genuinely sucks. That's why you shouldn't shop for razors. You should just get them delivered by Harry's. Pick up a $3 trial set at harrys.com RTG and see what I'm talking about. I'm not going to stop beating the Harry's drum because it's a drum worth beating. The best razors on the market at better prices than the crap at the store and they're delivered to you. It's like a shaving cheat code. You've heard me say it. I have been a Harry's customer since I was driving a forklift at a company I'm not allowed to name but you all know who it is and sure my beard gets some praise now but i was a stubble guy for a long time and i still use harry's blades to keep the edges of my beard crisp so it looks like i have a jawline and if you've ever tried to shave along the edges of a beard you know that you can go through blades fast because there's a lot of weeds to whack in there but harry's blades just keep coming back for more i'm not just saying it there's so much better than the junky stuff you get at the store that means a faster cleaner shaving and two you buy less blades because they last longer the best razors for less money brought right to your door i don't know how else to say this harry's is on top for a reason the best reviews in the business customizable delivery schedules so you get them when you need them i can't see a reason not to use Harry's. Getting ripped off isn't funny. Switch to Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash RTG. That's harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set. I'm going down south. I'm going to have myself a time. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game. It is my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and we geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you so much for listening to the show. And this week it is episode 121. And we are talking South Park for the Nintendo 64 and the PlayStation. Uh, because it, it won our Patreon poll. If you don't know, for this month's, every month our Patreons get to pick one of the games we cover on the show. And for this month's Patreon poll, we went with kind of a dud theme. And we picked some really shitty games and put them on there to see which one would win. And South Park edged out Shaq Fu. It was really close between those two. But South Park edged out Shaq Fu. So fucking here we are. And I also definitely plan to cover Shaq Fu on this podcast down the road as well. Uh, also, I want to point out that I know the general consensus is that the Nintendo 64 version is better than the PlayStation version of this game. I played the Nintendo 64 one as a kid, but I did play through the PlayStation 1 uh, campaign for this episode of the show because that was the one I had access to. So, yeah, they're both shitty. Uh, my buddy Andre is back on the show this week, and he's going to help me break down why these games suck. He was also actually the guest... Uh, and he recommended that we talk Echo the Dolphin back on that infamous episode of the show. So I'm starting to question Andre's fucking game choices here because he was all about Echo the Dolphin and then he was super excited to come on here and talk about South Park and this game fucking sucks. And speaking of sucks, it's time for our fabled Remember the Game intro before we get into this. And I want to get something out of the way before I get into everything else, even ahead of my stupid Patreon plugs and everything like that, we got a review 
that I want to read to you guys. Stephen, I don't know if it's Stephen or Stefan. We're going to go Stefan. Stefan779988 from the great city of Great Britain left us a review last week. And this review says, quote, one star. First time listening and I chose the Mario Kart Double Dash episode and I am met with a 31 minute intro before he discusses the game. Absolute garbage. End quote. (laughs) My God, you guys, this made my fucking day. I love and and I'm going to try to attempt a British accent here that I can't promise is going to be good at all. But, like, I love that this dude was just flipping through his phone, looking for a podcast, and he found ours, and he was like, Oh, well, this looks like a ripping good yarn. I'll give this a chance. The old cheerio. Put down a tea and download a little Remember the Game. And now first, and then he started listening. He was like, Bloody hell, this is awful. Wait, it's all, I don't care. Just get some Mario Kart Double Dash, you fucking wanker. Or whatever it is you guys say in the city of Great Britain. So, listen, a couple of things. Number one. Thank you so much for the download, Stefan779988, if that is your real name. And number two, thank you so much for the review because, frankly, there's you didn't lie. There's nothing wrong with your review. I am a rambling idiot whose podcast does contain long intros and is absolute garbage. I, For the record, I've never claimed that this was anything other than that. And shout out to so many of you that reached out to me on social media when I posted this review. And some of you were just like, nice. And you were like, oh, fuck him. But then others of you were like, uh, yeah, he's right. So what? That's what we like about it. And I like both of those comments the same. Fucking awesome. Uh, and if you're new to the show, listen, whether you're St- Stefan7 seven nine nine eight eight or anybody else that's downloaded the show for the first time if you think that the intro is too long because it is long if you look in the description box every single week on the show i put timestamps telling you what time to skip to to skip all that stuff obviously stefan was unable to read canadian english so he couldn't be bothered but uh anyway so those are a couple of things that have become like those are going to become parts of remember the game folklore i am now officially known as the rambling idiot and anyone that does something dumb or bad or irritates me is going to be stefan so, Ste- no, Stefan, yeah, they're going to be like, you know how people rip on Karens? Now we're going to rip on Stefans. And if you're a Stefan who's not Stefan779988, you're excluded. Only if you have those six numbers at the end of your name are you one of the bad ones. But I love that fucking review. I thought it was hilarious. And the best comment, like, <laughs> the best comment that any of you guys made about it, and I, could, I can't read all of them, but I saw all of them. And thank you. Like, I promise you I'm fine. I'm a comedian. I get heckled and shit all the time. This fucking review doesn't matter to me at all. Plus, you only listen to one episode. He was like, yeah, I discovered this. I tried one episode and it sucked. If you listen to more than one episode, Stefan, you'd fucking know that this show sucks and you'd know what the rambling is all about and you'd totally be on board with it, you dink. So how about next time you fucking want to come at me, you fucking do a little bit of homework and you find out that I am the rambling idiot before you think you're groundbreaking news two and a half years into my podcast telling everyone what they already fucking know vertical noise fucking get him you guys probably know him you're from the city of great britain or somewhere over in there fucking get him i want my tombstone to read a rambling idiot i just thought it was the it fucking made me laugh so hard this morning so yeah i, I saw the comments from you guys we're gonna move on in a second i saw the comments from you guys thank you so much it's I'm fine. I promise. I'm not. It's literally, I already put an ad up with that review in it. And I pinned that review to the top of my Twitter page. Like I'm all over that review, but Russell 1313 on Instagram commented on my post about it and said, the rambling idiot is my favorite part of the podcast, which I just thought was the best fucking, ah, it put me in such a good mood, man. I am the rambling idiot. And speaking of rambling, now we'll get into the regular intro. 
Speaking of rambling, if you enjoy Remember the Game, you should really give my gaming news podcast Game Patch a shot. We're 10 episodes deep. It's going really well. The downloads are staying. They're going They're going mostly up. There's the odd week where the level's off, but yeah, we're not losing listeners, which is what fucking matters to me. Uh, I break down all the biggest news in gaming, like in current gaming, Xbox Series X, S1, PS4, PS5, Switch little bit of PC if there's a big story and uh, you know when I mix in my my uh, my known swearing and rambling and all that kind of stuff so you can find that wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube or remember the game podcast.com new episodes go live every Monday or skip the line you guys skip it just sign up for our patreon and you'll get it three days early every week Friday morning it's fucking right there forget waiting until Monday start your weekend off with a little little quick early morning quickie with your buddy Adam just to get your weekend on the road if you need an Adam quickie every Friday morning support us on patreon you'll get game patch three days early plus you get access to our patreon exclusive gaming discussion podcast expansion pass i really don't need that long a description you'll get access to all old episodes of those shows download them right there onto your phone and all that stuff you get to help pick the games we cover on this show you can submit comments to be read on this show you get to dm with me and most importantly god damn it you can support me and remember the game because we really really need your support you guys that really it's a big jokes aside it's a big fucking deal and i appreciate it and over 130 of you are supporting us right now including our newest patreons jay clutch and strat strat pro strat fuck that is the new hardest one oh starro my 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 notes auto corrected your name let me just try this again a shout out to our newest our two newest patreons jay clutch and starro prabin prabin boy i probably did not say that right but you know what whether i said your name right or not the sentiment remains thank you so much for the support welcome to remember the game industries as i said you get access to our weekly exclusive show expansion pass last sunday was episode 31 and we talked about our favorite scary games halloween games and light of the big h coming up this saturday night and on that note i hope you all have a safe and fun halloween and i hope you get lots of reese peanut butter cups because they are the definitive candy for halloween um this sunday for episode unless you're allergic to peanut butter i guess but if that's the case you probably just shouldn't partake in halloween just stay home and eat an apple and brush your teeth or something. Uh, but this Sunday for episode 30... Uh, I'm going to get some heat for that. This Sunday for episode 32 of Expansion Pass, I think I'm going to show the PlayStation 2 some love. It wasn't my initial plan, but my buddy Brad and a couple of the other guys pointed out to me that uh, it's it, the PlayStation 2's 20th birthday in North America was on October 26th, and it's the best-selling home console of all time. It's kind of a big deal. So yeah, I, I think it deserves an episode. So that's that'll be this Sunday's episode. We're going to talk PlayStation 2, our memories, what we like about it, what we don't like about it, and why is it the undisputed heavyweight champ of gaming? Um, I say it every Wednesday, but this thing is growing really fast, and that's because you hot dogs are watering it with your Patreon dollars, okay? I really appreciate it. I don't have 10,000 supporters, so your two bucks makes a substantial difference. Even if you're just rocking through the backlog, the two bucks will make sure the backlog never ends, because I'll keep producing new episodes. Uh, plus, I reach out to every single person that signs up, and I say hi and thank them individually, so. Oh yeah, and by the way, just if, you, if you're hearing this and you're like, man, maybe I will sign up and support this idiot, just don't do it until November 1st, because if you sign up now, you're, if you sign up before November first you're gonna get charged on like october 29th and then again on november 1st so just wait a couple of days save yourself a couple bucks oh yeah also i'm working on setting up a discord for the show i know some of you have been asking for it for a long time i have no idea what i'm doing or how it works but i also had no idea what i was doing or how it worked when it came to podcasting or twitch or stand-up comedy or pretty well anything else and i'm slowly figuring those out so we'll figure out discord that should be live i'm hoping by next week and that'll be available to all our patreon supporters as well if you sign up to our patreon at either two dollars or five dollar level you'll have access to the discord channel 
And that should be live later this week. Uh, and then as always, you know, I'm going to plug it. I stream on Twitch Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sunday nights from 8 to 11 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, schedule permitting. Look for Member the Game over on Twitch, not Remember. Member the Game over on Twitch, and you can say hi. Oh, yeah, and I'm going to be streaming for Extra Life. If you don't know what that is, I think I've mentioned it on here already once. Just grabbing my phone so I get the date right. But uh, I will be doing a 24-hour stream in November to raise money for the Children's Hospital here in Edmonton. Extra Life is a great organization for that. Any donations you make are tax-deductible, at least here in Canada. I don't know about the rest of the world. Maybe do your homework before you throw tons of money at me. But either way, you're going to the Stollery Children's Hospital here in Edmonton, which is a fucking great cause. So the Edmonton Extra Life event is November 6th and 7th. I have comedy that weekend. I can't do it. So I'll be going November 20th and 21st. I'll be doing 24 hours straight over on Twitch. I don't know what games we're going to play yet, but it'll be fun. And uh, we'll try to raise some money for the Stoller Children's Hospital. So whether you live in fucking Canada or the US or Australia or the city of Great Britain or Japan or fucking Antarctica or whatever time zone it is, I'm going to be on there for 24 hours. So if you've been wanting to come by and say hi, but you haven't had a chance, that'll be your fucking chance because it'll be a little be on there 24 hours. So at some point in your day, I will be on while you're sitting on the toilet on your phone. So you can pop by and say hi. November 20th and 21st, all right? But I'll keep reminding you guys closer. Okay, that's enough. I do ramble a lot. He's not wrong. Um, That's enough blowing myself. Let's blow in some cartridges, which if you don't know, is the opening segment of our show. I read a few of uh, Patreon's comments and questions, usually gaming related, but not always. And then I talk about them and we call it blowing in the cartridge. Uh, And I want to stress again, for all you Stevens out there, Stephens, not Stevens. For all you Stephens out there, that if you look in the description box below, there are timestamps telling you where to skip to. So if you don't want to listen to the shit, you could just look in the timestamp box and skip it, Stephens seven seven nine nine eight eight. So with that said, let's blow. And the first blow this week comes from Crash Bandiquidit. And uh, Crash said, That Atari hotel proposed for Vegas looks awesome. I'm surprised they would build a mega resort based on the Atari brand, but be damned if it doesn't look super cool. Well, remember the game industries be giving a weekend getaway where once it's open. Uh, Ah, fuck me. I can't believe that this story is real. Thank you for writing in about this, Crash Bandiquidit. I wanted to talk about this. If you haven't seen this thing yet, you guys, fucking look it up. They're building hotels based around Atari. (laughs) What? And I know, and they had mentioned it a while ago, and then they just, I thought maybe they were just joking and it would go away, but no, there's fucking Atari-themed hotels. I just, like, a Nintendo-themed hotel? Totally. A Sega-themed hotel, particularly in Japan? I fucking get that, but Atari? Like, <laughs> fuck. And I'm not mocking you Atari lovers out there. You're like, you can't choose who you love. You just love who your heart tells you to love. That's cool. It's just such a crazy thing. Like, when is the Space Invaders all-you-can-eat buffet opening? Like, just what a fucking random blast from the past. Um, but you are right, though, Crash Bandicoot. It does actually look pretty fucking dope, man. And when this garbage COVID crap is over and we're allowed to do fun stuff again, my girlfriend and I definitely want to go back to Vegas and fuck, I love Las Vegas. So my girlfriend and I definitely want to go back to Vegas. And uh, and you're damned right. I'm going to try to convince her to stay at the fucking Atari Hotel. Maybe that's where we'll host the first ever Remember the Game convention someday. If Remember the Game gets big enough that I can do like a meetup event or something, we'll do it at the fucking, at a, at a, at a fucking Atari Hotel. It'd be the, ah, oh, fuck. Just a whole bunch of hot dogs sitting around playing old games. The whole place would just reek like B.O. It'd be fucking awesome. And as far as giving away a weekend getaway goes, uh, no, no. Well, and who knows? You know what? Okay, you know what? I'll t- I'll, we'll put we'll put this shit in ink, all right? You can lock this in. If we hit 10,000 Patreons someday, I will give away a trip to the Atari Hotel. Lock that shit in. I'll give away a trip to the Atari Hotel every month if we hit 10,000 Patreons. So we're at 132 now. 
So 10,000 minus 132 is 9,868. 9,800, we're only 9,868 Patreons away from giving away a trip to the fucking Atari Hotel in Vegas. So lock that shit in. Thanks for writing in, Crash Bandicoot. That was good stuff. Uh, Jay Clutch wrote into us on Patreon, one of our newest supporters. Welcome, Jay Clutch. And Jay Clutch said, I can't remember you talking about any classic comedy movies you may have watched. One of my favorite movies is the Rush Hour series. Have you watched them? Also, what are your, some of your favorite comedies, new or old? Uh, I fucking love Rush Hour 1 and 2. I didn't I didn't like the third one as much, but I remember really liking Rush Hour 1 and 2. I fucking love Jackie Chan. Uh, I don't watch a lot of ton of movies. I don't watch a lot of ton. I don't watch a ton of movies, Jay Clutch, but my favorite comedy is, is Ghostbusters because that's probably my favorite movie of all time. Um, if you've ever seen me on Twitch stream or anything, I have three posters hanging behind my desk and it's Ghostbusters, Rocky, and the original Ninja Turtles movie. Ghostbusters is the, is the, the creme de la creme though. Uh, also if you're talking old movies, I'd say Caddyshack and Happy Gilmore are right there and Revenge of the Nerds as well. Fucking love that flick. And then it's some more modern ish comedies, super bad. I don't know if that's considered modern anymore, but super bad sausage party is great. The hangover fucking owns dude cop out. Tracy Morgan and Bruce Willis. It's such a terrible movie. Kevin Smith directed it and fought with Bruce Willis the whole time and it sucks. But I, And they're trying to get a baseball card back. They're two cops. But I fucking love that movie. So that's a few of my favorite comedies. Uh, thanks, Jay Clutch. Thanks for writing in. Uh, and obviously, thank you for supporting the show. Uh, Jeffrey Mathis wrote in and said, We don't comment on PC games hardly at all, but just wanted to discuss a big potential shift in one of the biggest franchises. Recently, Blizzard, who is owned by Activision, has come out and said they are pulling a lot of support for StarCraft 2. They will still do balance patches if needed going forward. The rumors are that they're not interested in making another real-time strategy game, i.e. no more Warcraft or StarCraft games. At the same time, a number of former Blizzard talent have recently formed their own gaming studio called Frost Giant Studios, and they're raising money to create their own AAA real-time strategy game uh so two of the biggest franchises in pc history may be dead moving forward but it'll be interesting to see what actually comes from frost giant studios and if they can match the popularity of starcraft and warcraft and become a household name uh you know what you're right jeffrey we don't talk a lot of pc on here uh and as many of you probably know that's because i'm allergic to computers and i fucking suck at them and i don't get it but I'm also not clueless enough to think that they don't matter. And I understand there's a lot of PC gamers out there. I try to show you guys a little bit of love when I can. Um, now, as far as this story Jeffrey just brought up, I love that a bunch of developers have started their own studio. I think that's fucking sick. And I think they'll absolutely be successful if that first game delivers. Because like, if they even take a fraction of the fan base they had at Blizzard with them, then they've got an installed consumer base that wants what they're selling. That's a huge advantage. All they have to do is not fuck up this first game. And I think they're going to be fine. What fascinates me about this is why you'd stop supporting StarCraft 2. Like, are they going to stop supporting Warcraft as well? Like, I... I can't imagine it's because they want to do something else. Like, I'm sure a lot of game developers get sick of doing the same thing over and over and over again, and they want to spread their wings. But business is business, and if business is good, you keep doing business, right? Like, they got to keep churning this stuff out. So, And I don't know anything about PC gaming, uh, but, like, is maybe StarCraft 2 is dying off, like, financially? Maybe it's not making as much money as it was? 
right? Because the thing is, is there has never been more to play than there is right now. I bought one game last month, and that was Mario 3D All-Stars. And I and I didn't buy any games in October, and I might buy one game in November. And I've got over 100 games just sitting here waiting to play between current stuff, retro stuff, plus free games all over the place with PS Plus and game uh, games with gold and the Nintendo Online, Steam sales, mobile games, Epic gives away games. There's Maybe they just, maybe they, I don't know. There's just so much competition that maybe people aren't just playing this one game anymore. And I don't know if that's the case. I just, it's interesting to me. But uh, good luck to the guys at Frost Giant Studios. I guarantee you, if that first game is good, they'll be successful. I would bet a lot of money on it. Um, two more blows, and then we're going to move on to play one, remake one, erase one. And these are two I wanted to get to as well. Andre SJA Flash wrote in and said, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Last Ronin was revealed to have 71 different covers. Presuming you've taken a look at them, which looks best to you? And would you consider acquiring multiple covers if you happen to cross them? So... I feel like I, cause a few weeks ago I said, if you send in a turtles question, you're practically guaranteed to get read on the air. And I think this is the fourth week in a row we've had one. So I think we're going to get a turtles question every week now, which is fucking awesome. Like we're going to slowly transition this into remember, remember the turtles. Um, but if you don't know quickly, the last Ronin is a Ninja Turtle comic book series that starts this week. And basically what happens is it's set in the future. Three of the turtles are dead. The fourth one wears a black bandana, a black bandana. It carries all four of the turtles weapons, but nobody knows which turtle is still alive. They haven't said it looks fucking awesome. It's, I can't, I'm not a big comic book guy, uh, but I fucking can't wait to read this comic book. I have looked at a few of the covers, uh, Andre. my, my favorite is either the one where there's like the three like ghost silhouettes of the turtles standing behind the living one and the three that are standing behind them like they look like slimer from ghostbusters like they're glowing green and the fourth one looks sad but i don't know if that's a cover or just artwork uh or the other one is the one where the last ronin is standing there looking badass with like a sword in his hand and then all four of the turtles are behind him but they all look like ghosts so you still don't know which one is still alive um i won't be buying multiple editions though i'll be buying it digitally just so i can read it i won't buy multiple covers but i can't fucking wait to read that comic book series so if you're a turtles fan check it out it's awesome and then finally before we move on you guys know the last blow every week wins the prestigious letter time letter title so with that said it's letter time it's letter time and you know many of you have said i gotta improve my singing it's not gonna happen i can't sing doug dorn wrote into us and said the sega dreamcast expansion episode has been in my mind since it went live and it had me thinking as you talked about in the episode it's unlikely sega releases a new home console as it's a tough market to crack now with sony and microsoft it's also unlikely they team up with one of those two for a console as they do too much cross-platform stuff and would risk hurting their bottom line but what if they did what they used to do best and took a swing at Nintendo? Imagine a Game Gear Pro that could play current-gen cross-platform stuff, a bunch of remastered Dreamcast titles, and then they came with an online service that gave access to a back catalog of Game Gear Master System Genesis titles like Nintendo offers. Sega could pull something like this off as they already have the back catalog of their own IPs, they still have a recognized mascot in Sonic, and they're still involved with developing current-gen stuff. Unless Sega are listening, I can't see it happening, but for a minute, just imagine... So this is, uh, Doug sent me this like a week ago and I was like, yo, I'm going to read that on the show this week. This is a fascinating idea to me. If you don't listen to Expansion Pass, uh, which again, you can access for just $2 at patreon.com slash remember the game. We did an episode a couple weeks ago where we talked the Sega Dreamcast and just uh, how it died and all that stuff. And I mentioned in that episode about how it's really too bad that Sega doesn't make consoles anymore. 
I would love to see them try again, but I think it'd be impossible to enter the market and compete now. Like you literally have Google and Amazon pumping money, like two of the richest companies in the world pumping money into new consoles and not, like Google Stadia died and Amazon probably isn't going to work either. There's Sega's fucked. There's no way they could get back into it now. PlayStation has got an absolute stranglehold on console gaming. Xbox is just pumping Microsoft's money into their system to try to compete with them. Sega doesn't have the money that Xbox does. They'd get blown off the map. So they're never going to release a home console again. Could they compete in the handheld market with Nintendo? Hmm. I Like, I don't hate the idea. I adore my Switch. But if I had one criticism of the Nintendo Switch, it's that I want the, the Maddens, the GTAs, the Cyberpunks on it. You know, the current gen stuff. That's just not going to happen. If Sega released a more powerful console like the Game Gear was to the Game Boy... And they were able to get those games. Could it? Could it? Could they win? Could it compete? Especially if it came with access to the Sega back catalog and stuff. My initial thought is to say no. Like I would buy one because I love portable gaming. But my first thought is to say no. But if you released a quality portable console that could play Cyberpunk 2077 and Madden and and Avengers and you know all the big current gen the Tony Hawk Pro Skater remakes and all that kind of stuff. I don't think they're going to do it, but I don't think it's impossible that that would work. I don't think it's impossible. I just think it'd be a long shot to succeed for two reasons. One, nobody beats Nintendo at handheld gaming. It's just, the, and, and fucking history says that. The Game Boy, Game Boy Advance, the, the Nintendo DS, the 3DS, they all crushed their competition. The only handheld console that even came close was the PSP, and people were buying that because they could hack it and put whatever they fucking wanted on it. So A, no one beats Nintendo at handheld. And B, the handheld market is is tougher than ever now because in addition to the Nintendo Switch, everyone's got phones and tablets with games and stuff like that on them to play, right? Plus now you can play your Xbox on those things as well. So you're not just competing with Nintendo. You're competing with Xbox and you're competing with every single fucking telephone, like mobile phone out there. Um, Does anyone still call them telephones? Fuck, I'm old. Um... I think the only reason the Switch has been successful is because it's got Mario and Link and Pokemon and Smash and Mario Kart and those valuable IPs you can't get anywhere else. If it didn't have those, I don't think it would have worked either. And I, I'm not shitting on Sega's IPs. I know Sonic is a is a gem, but like they're not Mar they're not Mario and Sonic or pardon me Mario and Zelda, right? They're just not. So I'd love to see it. I think it's a cool idea. I can't imagine it happening. I think they'll just stay third party. They'll make games that play on everything, sell all their games on all the consoles, and just make money that way. I do want a Dreamcast Mini though. Thank that's fuck. Yeah. I want that dreamcast mini. So thanks Doug. That's an interesting topic, man. Thank you very much for writing in. Thanks everyone for writing in. That's enough blowing this week. Let's get into our smash hit segments. Play one, remake one, erase one. Thank you as always to Classic Concentration from the NES for unknowingly providing us with our theme music for the show. Uh, The rules are simple, you guys. Each week, I give our listeners three retro video games. They can play one as it was released, they can remake one as a modern game, and the third game is erased forever. And this, I gotta say, some weeks it's hard to find three games where the one won't run away with it. You know, I try to make it hard for everybody. So this week, it's the retro Halloween games that haven't already been remade and aren't Silent Hill or Castlevania edition, because I 
I feel like Silent Hill or Castlevania would have ran away with the poll. Uh, the three games we are talking about this week are Maniac Mansion on PC and the NES, Zombies Ate by Neighbors for the SNES and the Genesis, and Haunting starring Poltergeist on the Sega Genesis. And as always, there are no wrong answers. There is a correct one. I'll tell you what it is in just a minute. And thank you, as always, to everyone that played. I can't read all of them, but I got as many in as I could. So let's get into a few of these right now. We're going to start with Bradley McHugh who wrote in and said, I'd play Zombie Ape, Zombies Ate My Neighbors because it's already perfect. I'd remake Maniac Mansion in the style of a 3D environment telltale game, and I'd erase the other one. I've never even heard of it. Um, I gotta be honest, I, I thought about remaking Maniac Mansion as well, uh, but I never thought of doing it like a telltale game. That's a really interesting concept. Yeah, I, like, I only ever played the Walking Dead telltale games, and I think I only ever played the first two seasons of it, but they were dope. So that's a fucking good take, McHugh. And if you guys haven't played the Telltale games, they're a little, they're just basically choose your own adventure games, like, like books, but they're kind of interesting. So that's a great idea, Bradley. Uh, Gary C wrote into us to play and Gary said, definitely play zombies. I loved that game as a kid. What a quality title. I think I would remake Poltergeist just because it's such a quirky game and I'd love to see a modern take on it. And that means erasing Maniac Mansion, which I feel pretty bad about. But to be honest, I enjoyed the likes of Monkey Island more. Now, I had no beef with this take, Gary C, until you said you liked Monkey Island better than Maniac Mansion. I, I like Monkey Island too, but I can't in good conscience rank it ahead of microwaving gerbils in Maniac Mansion. So... I don't know about that, but I I can live with I can get, I can get on board with what you're saying here for the most part. Uh, <laughs> Slick Rick <laughs> Slick Rick wrote in and said, "This is an easy one. Erase Zombie Ate My Neighbors. Erase Maniac Mansion. Erase Poltergeist. I hate all of these games." Uh, and I just fuck. I just imagine our live studio audience booing Slick Rick as he just gives everyone the double bird and fucking walks off the set. Um, now I've never played Zombie Ate My Neighbors. Uh, zombies ain't my neighbors either but you seem to be the only one shit talking it on here for the record and i'm not saying this wrong or right just everyone seems to fucking love this game i just posted on twitter yesterday i really got to try this fucking game and everyone was like yeah you have i've not played zombies ain't my neighbors so you might be alone in this one slick rick but that's all right the world needs heels my friend and you got you got some heat people are booing you now i like that it's a hot take uh they call me badger wrote in and said i would 100 percent uh, say play zombies ate my neighbors as it came out on the SNES was a really quality game at the time and still looks great I would remake maniac mansion because that game could be something special with a little shine that would leave this poltergeist game to be erased mainly because I've never heard of it now <laughs> what I love about this call me badger is uh, is you play a game you like you remake a game with potential. Those polls make sense. And then the third game, you give so little of a shit about, you don't even drop the name correctly. It's called Haunting, starring Poltergeist. And you're just like, fuck Poltergeist. That's the one that can... Like, just the ultimate disrespect. Like, I'm not even going to learn your name. I, I, <laughs> I, I just find that fucking hilarious. They call me Badger saying, I'll call you Poltergeist. Fuck your whole name. I respect that. Brian Ransom wrote in and said, so unfortunately I have not played Maniac Mansion or Poltergeist, so I had to watch videos on them. After doing some research, this is how I would do it. Uh, 
Keep Zombies Ate My Neighbors as is. This game was a lot of fun, even though I only played it briefly. I would love to see it remade, but there can only be one out of the three. P.S. If it's not already, Nintendo needs to put it on the Switch. I don't believe it's on the Nintendo Switch, unfortunately. Uh, Brian would remake Maniac Mansion. Watching the gameplay of this game had simple graphics, but it looks like a lot of fun. I could see it with updated graphics to give it more of a suspenseful feeling. Surprisingly, while watching it, I kept thinking of Telltale's The Walking Dead. There's another fucking poll to that. Well done. And then a race excuse me, Erase Poltergeist or whatever it's called. The gameplay did not appease me at all. Yes, some of the animations were funny, but the gameplay looked worse than Echo the Dolphin. Ooh, that's cold, man. Another one just shitting all over Poltergeist and refusing to even say the name of the game correctly. I fucking think that's hilarious. We've never had a game on here where everyone can't even be bothered to know its name. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And, uh, and more love for zombies ate my neighbors. I gotta play this fucking game. And then uh, Ben Butcher wrote in, last one, and said, I'd play Zombies, great game on the famous Super Nintendo. The animations and sequences could be a bit tacky at time, but it still hits home. Maniac Mansion is awesome, but it desperately needs a remake. A remade game wouldn't still become a classic. Poltergeist just isn't good. The dev team seems like they didn't care for this title. Erase it. So <laughs> apparently the devs weren't the only ones that don't care about this game because nobody's even saying the name Haunting. They're just calling it Poltergeist. That would be like you hate Mario Brothers 2 and you just call it fucking toad uh, or mario i just think it's I, I just think it's fucking hilarious and i feel bad because i was going to race haunting as well but the disrespect and shade being thrown its way is just jaw-dropping to me uh and on the same note the love being shown to zombies ate my neighbors is jaw is fucking incredible that's i really gotta play this fucking game man i gotta play this game soon uh so for the record that's what i would do as well uh, i would play zombies ate my neighbors because it was coming up before we play. It, it got into play one, remake one, or race one. And today, everyone other than Slick Rick loves it. So I got to play this game. I'd remake Maniac Mansion because I really do love that game so much. And honestly, I wanted to say play Maniac Mansion and remake one of the others. But I want to play Zombies Ate My Neighbors in its original format to see what all the fuss is about. And goddamned if I'm going to erase Maniac Mansion because it's awesome. Uh, I really want to see Ed with current gen graphics. So then I guess I had to erase haunted starring poltergeist which is its real name not because of poltergeist or because it's on the genesis or anything because i actually think it looks fun but on the box a label compares it to echo the dolphin if you look up the artwork for the box and that's enough to get your ghost ass band around these parts so get the fuck out of here haunted starring poltergeist i do want poltergeist smash though vegas has him listed as a hundred thousand to one underdog to get into smash bros I'm going to put it all around Poltergeist getting into Smash now. So so that's my answer. Thanks to all of you that played. I'm sorry I couldn't read all of them on here. I always try, so keep playing. Uh, we're already at 32 minutes. Stefan's head's fucking exploding. So let me get into what I've been playing, and then we'll head on down to South Park and have ourselves a time. And some of you got that reference. Uh, I'm still playing Wasteland 3 on my Xbox One. I finally have had some time to just sit down and play it, and it's just like, it's so fucking good, but God damn it, it's glitchy. Like, I have learned to save every time I do anything. Like, win a fight, level up my guys, adjust their gear, make some decisions in the story, save, 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 because it fucking crashes all the fucking time. And it's too bad, because I think it'd be a real contender for my game of the year if it didn't have these issues. I still recommend it anyway if you like tactical games. And a lot of you have said this is what their first two Fallout games were like. I never played those. Not the glitchingness, but the tactical combat and everything. And now I, gotta, now I really want to play their early Fallout games. Uh, I'm also still playing Hades on my Switch because it's fucking rad and it will make 
my nominees for game of the year, no fucking question. And then I've fallen back in love with Slay the Spire. Uh, I play it while I watch baseball because I can look down, play a couple of cards, then look up and catch a pitch, then look down and play a couple of cards. It's fucking perfect for it. It's the perfect game. Slay the Spire is the perfect game. And that's it. That's really all I've been playing. So let's get into the turd sandwich that is South Park on the PlayStation 1 and the Nintendo 64. And I'd like to give you nerds a chance to share your thoughts on games before I indulge myself and I ramble for a while. Todd wrote into us and said, Oh, dude, I used to be obsessed with this game as a kid. That turkey sound is embedded in my DNA. All good memories. The game now, it's kind of meh. But that's the same as the show. Seasons 1 to 5 are perfect. The rest are poo. Poo, he says. Now, that turkey sound fucking haunts me and my nightmares as well, Todd. I'm fucking on board with that. But I do disagree about the show. I feel like South Park has gotten better as the seasons have gone on. But I'm also a pretty big fucking fanboy for South Park. I love that show. So maybe my opinion isn't relevant. Doug Dorn wrote in and said, I remember playing this on my buddy's Nintendo 64 as we were both really into South Park at the time. But that's where the memory ends. I must have blocked all the other details out. Uh, consider yourself fucking lucky, Doug. I wish that I had left this game in my memories too because I had memories of playing it as a kid as well. And now replaying it and go through the campaign. Fuck me. This game sucks. My buddy Andre and I are going to tell you why it sucks and we're going to spend a bunch of time talking about fucking turkeys right now because that's the whole goddamn game. Let's cue up some music. And let's talk South Park, which originally released in North America on the Nintendo 64 on December 21st, 1998, and on the PlayStation on September 30th, 1999. Kick back, relax, eat some cheesy poofs, look out for fucking turkeys, and uh, suck it, Stefan, and let's go. If you're hearing this, you're probably a gamer. And for our kind, nothing is as precious and valuable as our save files. Have you ever experienced the loss of a save file? It's soul-crushing. Dozens, maybe hundreds of hours of work. Gone. Like that. But at the end of the day, it's a video game. It matters, but kinda, you know? That exact scenario, but with a work project, an essay for school, data for your business, that's no joke. That can be really serious. You need a safety net. And I got you, fam, with my partners over at CrashPlan. Visit CrashPlan.com RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. CrashPlan has been protecting people's data since 2001, and a couple years ago, they set out on their own with one mission, to provide the best damn cloud backup solution on the market. CrashPlan runs quietly in the background of your computer or Mac, and every 15 minutes on the clock, they create a new backup of every file that's changed in that time. So if something goes wrong, God forbid, you don't lose hours, lose days, lose weeks of work. Just log into your account, and you can download your most recent backup from the secure cloud servers. And there's not just one backup. There's a laundry list of them. You can pick and choose which one you want. It's like the ultimate undo button. If you work on a computer in any capacity, CrashPlan is a must-have. And if you're thinking, ah, that's for big businesses, I'm just Joe Schmo. CrashPlan protects Joe Schmo. They offer a ton of plans and tiers. So there's a CrashPlan for everyone from small one-person businesses like me to you fancy businesses in offices with staff and free donuts and all that stuff. Time is money. Why wouldn't you protect your work? Spreadsheets, diagrams, videos, art, podcasts. CrashPlan has you covered. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com RTG for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan.
one of those rare episodes where we're kind of going to talk about two different iterations of the same game because I'm not giving the Nintendo 64 version its own episode. And my understanding is that they're quite similar, but the Nintendo 64 one is way better. So we'll get all that out of the way in just two seconds. As I will have said in the intro, this was the Patreon poll winner for October. So here you guys go. We snuck in under the buzzer. And joining me via the miracle of the telephone device this week is longtime uh, supporter, friend of the show, and frequent guest, my pal Andre. How's it going, buddy? Hey, buddy. How you doing? I'm, fucking, <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm, I'm better now that I don't have to play this fucking game anymore, Andre. Fuck well, me. It's, it's not a great game. That's No, it's not a... It's not even a good... Oh, fuck. I, like, I can feel angry at him boiling up already, and I'm like, no, I don't want to fucking do that, but it's coming. There's no way it's not... I don't even... Like, I played this game back in the day, as I know you did as well, correct? You said you yeah. did. Yeah. So oh, I played yeah. this game back in, like, high school, mostly the Nintendo 64 version, but we primarily played the multiplayer, like, where you'd shoot at each other. Did you, did you play the campaign, or did multiplayer, or both? Um, mo- I've played the campaign, but multiplayer more than anything. Okay. So now that's what I remember as well. And I remember the multiplayer being like kind of fun. It was like a shittier version of GoldenEye, but it was with South Park characters. And then do you remember you could get like the passwords to unlock like a whole bunch of like other South Park characters and the multiplayer yeah, see, it wasn't was just fun. the kids. You get to play multiple characters. It, it, could be, it was a great time. Yeah. Plus, everyone needs to remember that like this game came out in 1999. So this is like the infant days of South Park. So like we were in like in 1999, I would have been 15 or 16 years old. So you would have been what, 12 or 13? Uh, yeah. No. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 12. Okay. 11 somewhere. Yeah. So, so like we were, I mean, maybe more so me than you, but like we were right in that demographic, like we're South Park. Cause the early episodes, like it's one of those rare shows that's actually gotten better as the seasons have gone on. You watch the oh, early... Oh, far. Right? Like, you watch the early episodes of South Park now, and it's really not that funny as far as being topical. It's more just a reliance on, like, the shock humor and the, the fact that we saw these kids saying, like, fuck and shit and stuff, which we'd never... That was new to us at the time. Um, well, the fact that they did the entire episode just so they could say shit the entire time and unleash a bad guy. Oh, yeah! <laughs> Dude, I remember that. Yeah, the episode where, like, the whole punch, like, the whole premise of the episode was they're saying shit on tv so yeah it was it was just them just but like that's what it was back then right so it was just a different time so when i fired this game up it was fun to go back to like the because this one good thing and i'm gonna run out of good things to say about this game very very (laughs) fucking quickly but one of the good things to say about this game was that it took me back it like Playing it reminded me of the early days of South Park. Like, Chef is in it. Big Gay Al is mentioned in it. Like, Mr. It's like, I God, I miss Chef. Like, I know why he left the show and it sucks, but God, I miss Chef. So. Oh, he, he was such a fun character because everything he did was just. Like, it was always funny, but it was my, everything he did was mildly offensive. Yeah. If you really think about it. Like, because like, Chef wasn't the the offensive character right but he was it was always so mildly offensive yeah he like he almost served like a narrator at times like to the show and just quickly and we're not gonna make this whole thing about the show we'll talk about this i wrote so much rather talk about the show than this fucking game but just quickly (laughs) if you don't know why chef left it's kind of like and it sucks because i like chef but like he made fun of everything they made fun of everything on the show and then i want to say they made fun of something and the i can't remember who the voice actor is but the voice actor was offended that they i want to say it was scientology and yeah. they made fun of Scientology. Um, Isaac Hayes is a Scientologist. That's it. That's it. Yes. And he got mad and then he quit the show, which was a little bit hypocritical because the show made fun of everything. And he was well, part yeah, of it and it was fine. Of every religion, 
and like like gays and lesbians and everything at that point. Yeah. It was like season nine when they did it. And this is like Half the show was Cartman ripping on Kyle for being a Jew, and ripping on the Jews was, was fine. Every episode, but then they made fun of science anyway. So that that sucks. But it was fun. Like, so I'll give the game that it was fun going back to the early days, seeing <laughs> Chef. They referenced Big Gay Al. Oh, fucking Kenny dies a couple times, and they pulled out the classic like, "Oh my God, you yeah, killed Kenny, you, you killed bastard." Kenny, yeah. Which they never do anymore. Which I'm kind of glad because I thought that gag ran its course. Well, it, it was like season like seven or eight. They killed him off permanently for a little bit. Yeah, and, and they which, brought him back, and they haven't really. They've only killed him a couple times since, I think. Yeah, and also side note: as much as I like Butters, writing off uh, Kenny was a terrible idea, and I'm glad they brought him back. Well, writing off Kenny to replace him with Butters was just uh... like the good thing that came from that is that we got Butter. Like Butters became one of the main characters because Butters is fucking hilarious. Just don't get oh, rid of Kenny. Is, That's all. Yeah, just it, it worked for the yeah. show. <laughs> okay, so so now that we've so like okay, I'm gonna we're gonna try to oh I fucking hate this game. We're gonna try to focus <laughs> on this game. Now I played the PlayStation <laughs> version for the sake of this review, and for any of you that are like, I'll play the Nintendo 64 version. It's much better. I don't have a Nintendo 64 Mini to tinker under the hood with like I do a PlayStation. And I'm not saying that's what I did. I'm just saying that I have the option to do that. Um, yeah. And by all reviews, everything I've read has said that the South or the, the 64 version was better than the PlayStation version, which seems very odd to me because one of the things I read, because again, I, I remember playing multiplayer. I don't remember the campaign on the Nintendo 64 version. But one of the things I read was that people said that the audio and stuff in the PlayStation version is a lot worse. There's a lot of the same lines over and things like that. And it's crazy because if you remember the Nintendo 64 versus the PlayStation era, PlayStation had infinitely better sound because the games were on CDs instead of on the cartridges. Like, play a wrestling game on the PlayStation and play a wrestling game on the Nintendo 64 and listen to the entrance music, and it's 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 not even it's a far better on PlayStation. Right, so I, I'm, I'm, I have no idea how the Nintendo 64 version had better audio than the PlayStation, but apparently it was, like, substantially better. I just don't remember. Yeah, I have no... I That, for me, I'm like... I don't understand how that is because just the quality of the machine versus like 64 versus PlayStation, you think. But again, you, you, like cause the 64 version came out the end of 98 and the PlayStation one was, it was like somewhere in 90, like late 99. Yeah. So like it was a port over too. That's true. So like you, you can lose things when you're porting games and everything. Yeah. It does have that effect, right? Like I'm just looking up some reviews on Wikipedia right now cuz like this game doesn't really get great reviews from anyone. Like the highest score I can find on anything was Nintendo Power gave it a seven and a half out of ten. That's the highest score I could find. But when you look at like GameSpot gave the Nintendo 64 version a five point eight. They gave the PlayStation version a one point four. And IGN yeah. like GamePro GamePro gives the PlayStation four four out of five stars, but the N sixty four three out of four yeah, what the fuck? three out of five stars. Like that, I don't understand. That's the it's the one that's kind of in reverse. In reverse. Yeah, I gotta track down this fucking game on Nintendo sixty four and see. Okay, but here's the thing. Either way, whether you're playing the Nintendo 64 version, the PC version, the PlayStation version, I don't give a shit. And if you haven't played this game in a while and maybe you get defensive of it, no, no, no. Before you fucking come at me, you go play this fucking game again. And you suffer through this fucking game and it's goddamn campaign. And then you come to me and say, hey, listen, that was actually a pretty good game. There's literally nothing good 
about this game. The fucking story like, in the campaign sucks. The graphics kind of suck. The voice acting sucks because it's the same. God forbid they give you more than two fucking sound bites for each character. Like I wanted oh. to, I should have played as Kenny because at least then I wouldn't understand that it was the same fucking sound bite over and over again because it was you, just mumbles. You could say it was a million different sound bites, but Jesus, no, it's just one. Fuck me, Andre. Like. Uh, uh, no, like I, I, I truly even believe in the. Like, I, I can't one hundred percent remember because, like, when I played the campaign, I played the PlayStation version, right? But when, like, back in the day, but like, you gotta imagine the N sixty four version couldn't have been that much more like audio. No, it really couldn't have. And even if the audio is good, like, you can't tell me it's a good game. Like, there are good shooters. You guys, like, remember the Nintendo 64? You could go play Perfect Dark or play Golden Eye. Or, or, yeah. or to a lesser extent, play Turok or Doom 64 or fucking, or, or play Doom on your computer or fucking something. Yeah. Why the fuck they thought it was a good idea to make this into a first person shooter in the first place? I don't understand. And the basic concept of the game here's the thing. I don't think shooter was the way to go with this game, but that's, no. that's, I mean, it's easy to say that now that we've had the stick of truth and the fractured butthole, which are both, if you've never, yeah, listen, but it's a far ugh. evolution on video games though. There, you gotta like to build a shooter in the 1990s, you, you take golden eyes, basically golden eyes engine and use snowballs and other stuff. It, it, it is a lot simpler. Of course. Sure. And I get that. But like, and I also want to say that like it's easy now to compare this game to the two new RPGs and be like, well, those two RPGs are so much better when there's obviously not a snowball chance in hell that Nintendo 64 could have ran those two RPGs. Like I understand all that. And oh, no, but, far, but like yeah. I got so many comments from people online because I posted about this game regularly and we're going to get into my fucking criticisms right now. And this, I didn't think this would be a long episode, but I have a lot of shit that I've been waiting to get off my fucking <laughs> chest over this fucking game. <laughs> But like for I'm so all of you, I voted for this episode. Oh, I'm so glad you. I voted for this game. Fuck you! <laughs> uh, for all of you that reached out to me and were like, "Play the two new RPGs; they're better." I have played both RPGs. I adore both those RPGs, and I would, you, I you, would. You were the one. You were the one that convinced me to buy them on play on 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 uh, Switch. So I bought them, and they were phenomenal. Yeah, and I will echo. Yeah, exactly. I'll I'll echo the sentiment from all of the listeners out there that have been like, "Dude, don't play that. Just play the RPGs." You should absolutely not play this and play the RPGs because they're fucking great. But we're not talking the yeah. RPGs. We're talking this fucking thing. And so they decided yeah. to make this into a shooter. Okay, now. Right away, I'm like, I don't know, is that really the best idea for a South Park game? But whatever, okay? Some of the weapons are kind of fun, because you like, and we'll go over those. The basic concept of the game is kind of neat. There's like a meteor, and it's making aliens show up, and they're infecting turkeys and making clones. And it's like, ah, okay, maybe this could end up being funny. But that then could be what, a lot of fun. Right. The concept of it could be fun. Like, if I just told you that's what the game was, you'd be like, that sounds kind of fun. But then that you sounds actually, like a really funny episode of South Park. Oh, then you actually fucking play it, and the whole game is just you running around killing turkeys and just killing so many fucking turkeys and then when you finally finish with the turkeys then you fight some aliens or some clones but then the fucking yeah. turkeys keep showing i never ever want to hear a turkey sound again because this i ended up dude you would think one of the highlights of playing a south park game would be the sound because you get to hear because they have matt and trey and them doing the voices for the characters and stuff like that and you think well you yeah. want the sound on so you can at least hear the funny sound bites i picked to play the game as eric cartman because you get to play to you get to pick which of the four kids you want to play as to start so i decided to play as cartman because he's fucking cartman right of course Cartman, exactly yeah. and the amount of times in the first half an hour that i heard him say uh, 
stupid turkeys, stupid turkeys, or my mom cooks you for breakfast. My mom makes you for breakfast. And then just fucking... <laughs> the fucking turkey noise just over and over and over and over. And that's all it is. You just walk through these giant... Empty, shitty fucking levels waiting to hear the fucking... And then you can kill them with the snowballs that are your infinite weapon. So you just hold shoot and just turn around the screen looking for turkeys. And that's all the first fucking third of the game is. And it is the most yeah. boring, stupid fucking... Oh, I hated well, it, it, it. It's so pointless. Like, it, it, just the amount of turkey... And then... Like, you get stuck, like, there's so many invisible walls in this game. So that many. you get stuck on, and then the turkeys just come, and they're just endless. And they just think coming, you, 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 at some point you die because you can't throw enough snowballs because there's so many goddamn turkeys. Oh, and it just, like, and the thing is, is like, listen, like, we've all played, you know, you could literally go back as far as Super Mario Brothers where there's Goombas everywhere and Goombas aren't going to kill you. They're super easy to... I get that every video game... Halo has grunts, you know? Every video game has got easy to kill, simple bad guys. It was just... It was the sheer... It wasn't even the volume of the turkeys, like how many... Excuse me, how many there were. It was the fucking length of time that you just walk through... Like, And you're in Colorado, so everything is covered in snow. So like three quarters of the screen is just white. They put these giant yeah. red arrow signs in the ground just to tell you where to go, because otherwise you'd have no fucking idea where to go. And you literally... There's an odd house or a fence everywhere. Right. That's about it. Like, it's just... It's so... Like, the gameplay is fucking boring. The backgrounds are boring. The level design is boring. You spend so much time... Just fighting these stupid fucking turkeys over and over. There's no challenge. There's nothing else to do. There's not even like there's not even collectibles that you could go looking for. Yeah, if or it would have been like you were collecting something, or for every certain amount of turkeys you did, you got you opened up something. Like if they give you something, but it's just kill turkeys. Get to the finish line. That's all it fucking is, and it sucks. And then the thing is, is you pick one of the four kids to start out on, which I'm totally on board with. And then in the yeah. first... Okay, and I, I have both the criticism of this and I like it. In the first level, like, so I picked a play as Cartman. So I start out at Cartman's house, I'm outside, and then I got to go find Stan, Kyle, and Kenny. And then when you see one of them, they're kind of walking around, and they'll, you know, like, like Stan will be like, what took you so long, dumbass? And Kyle will be like, over yeah. here, dumbass, and stuff like that. And it's... And it's fine. You walk into them, then they join your team. And when that originally happened, I was like, oh, fucking A. Well, maybe this will be like Ninja Turtles on the NES where I can switch between the four kids and each have like their own health bar. And at least then that'd be like I could, you know, hear different sound bites from them. But you can't even. No, you can't even switch. All that happens is eventually you start picking up more weapons and then certain kids use certain weapons. So then when you equip that weapon, you switch to that other kid. But that was it. And there's not like how on earth they didn't make it just a simple like trigger tap to switch to one of the other kids just to if oh, anything hear God a different sound yeah. or something like just stick one of those c buttons if you're thinking of the playstation and just hit it and you're good oh like fuck jesus man. like and then another thing that irritates me is like it <laughs> i don't understand why they decided it feels like every second or third level you have to refind your friends but outside of a couple levels where you're in like south park like downtown south park the rest of the yeah. levels you start out at the like at the beginning of the level you know, in the in the fucking woods or whatever. And literally all three kids are just walking around in front of you. There's no bad guys. And then the words pop up like new objective, find your friends or something. And I and like, dude, at one point I was trying to take a picture of it to put on Instagram because I was like, well, this is fucking stupid.
stupid. Like there's literally no bad guys around and all three kids are just standing in front of me, but I have to go walk into all three of them. And walking into them can be surprisingly difficult because they just randomly stumble all over the fucking screen. It's like they're drunk. It is. like It's exactly what it is. It's like they're drunk. And as I was taking the picture of how stupid it was, two of them walked into me and joined my team. And I was like, so what the fuck am I even, why is this even a thing? Like, I yeah. fucking, I would have preferred, like I said, either A, let me switch between the four kids, or B, just make me play as one kid. And then I can at least switch up and play as, a, like, maybe between levels. Like, it's like Mario Brothers 2 style. Between levels, let me pick one of the kids. Yeah, you, you know switch what I mean? out your character. God, just like, the one thing this game had going for it was I was like, well, at least it's South Park. It'll <laughs> probably be funny. I can play as the four kids. It's not funny, and you can't yeah. switch between the four kids. So it took the one good part and fucked that up. God, I hate this. Yeah, it took, it took humor of, 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 the, of, those, of your main four away from you. I hate it. I hate this game. Like, I, it hurts my face. I fucking hate this yeah. game so much. So then in the first world, all you do is fight stupid turkeys. And for a long time, you're just throwing snowballs at turkeys. Then you start unlocking tank turkeys, which are the ones that poop out the little turkeys. And you have to kill yeah. them. And, and I will say, one of the things that actually made me laugh a little bit is, like, considering, like, what a... What a what a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? What a basic, non-polished game this looks like graphically. Ugh. It's fucking hilarious when you fight these giant tank tank turkeys, and when they turn around, like their their asshole is just so detailed with the <laughs> pixels. And I just like oh. I couldn't help but notice it. I was like, you put more time into these turkeys' assholes than you did into like the level. And that actually made me laugh because I was like, that seems like something South Park would fucking do. Is they oh, would focus dude, on it, that. It, it, it's, it, well, you got to remember, like, the, all the jokes that South Park has made over time, like, and all the crassness. The fact that you're making a turkey butthole, you know, Trey and Matt were like, no, you're going to have to make the turkey butthole perfect. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, how much, like, like all they had to do is make it, like, brown, you know, the same color as the turkey is. But they clearly went out of their way to make it look different. So, so at least for a minute, that's kind of entertaining because you're fighting these tanks instead of just these fucking stupid one hit kill turkeys. But even fighting the tanks gets old really fast. Like it's, you're like, fuck me. Because that's really like, oh, oh, fuck. So all that happens is you fight your way through the town. Then you get into these, like, I don't know if it's like a fort or something outside of South Park, Colorado, where you're just walking through these giant like walls built of logs and you keep coming up to gates, but the gates are closed. And the only way to open them is to go find the tank turkeys, kill them, which you can also do with like seven or eight snowballs where you just hold the snowball button attack down and then the gates open. And then you walk through the gate and go find another tank. And that's all it is. There's no platforming. There's no other bad guys. Like you mentioned, there's no, I mean, there's collectibles in the sense of like, you can find like cheesy poofs and stuff like that to get your health back. Yeah, but, but that's it, that's that's health collection. That that's just game one oh one. Right. Like God, like why wouldn't you put like I don't even know what they'd be literally I would you want to know the honest truth? And some games I hate when they do this, I would have been happy with like fucking South Park coins or something. You know what I mean? Like just something to like give me a reason to explore this level. Cause I'm literally just yeah. walking around in the middle of nowhere looking for tanks to kill. Enough, or, or you just walk around and turkeys will follow you. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not fun, man. And then, so then you finally no. get to the, and then this is actually one of the things I hate. There's there's one part coming up that I hate more than this. The, the, the part I hated the second most in this entire game is the first boss is like the, the 
I don't remember what it's called, but like the king turkey. Like, and it's so yeah, this, the, the the mother turkey. Or yeah, something? yeah. So mother this turkey, turkey, I can't remember. This turkey is walking around wearing like stained tidy whities and it looks like it's been through like a deep fryer, and it poops out the tank turkeys. And then you have to yeah. fight them. And so you've got to fight this this giant underwear-wearing turkey. And to kill it, you have to shoot it in the asshole as well. But its asshole is literally a bullseye, like a target that you have to shoot. And like, <laughs> yeah, like when you say it, it's funny. But then you actually do the fight, and it is oh, it's so, so hard to fucking hit this turkey from behind because it just keeps walking away and then you have these stupid giant tank turkeys following you and you get like no ammo for your fucking weapons so they're all good you're gonna run out of dodgeballs and dart gun darts so then all you have left to do is walk around behind this turkey whipping snowballs i looked up a let's play of it because i was like am i doing something wrong that i can't beat this and the let's play i looked up the the dude fought this fucking turkey for 10 minutes and he just held strafe on the left trigger and just walked around in circles holding the shoot button. And then the big turkey couldn't hit him, but one out of every 10 snowballs connected with this big turkey and did just a little fraction of damage. And that's all he did for like 10 minutes to kill. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, it's a broken, it's literally broken in a game in that, in that sense. Like, spot is broken. I was thinking, like, dude, if all the other boss fights are like this, this is going to be fucking awful. But then it turned out the other boss fights were actually all substantially easier than this fucking turkey because you didn't have to hit them all in this like tiny little target on its ass while it's running away yeah oh it's just it's so hard to hit it's 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 then they're constantly being like the tank turkey would so much more do so much more damage it's just like ah i hate it i fucking hate it so then you get through this stupid level with these fucking turkeys and the, oh yeah, and the whole time, every time you beat a level, there's a cutscene, which are the, probably the best parts of the game are the cutscenes, especially because we're seeing oh, right, like, and we're seeing the South Park characters like 3D rendered, which we'd never really seen before because they were always just like the card, the the, the construction paper cutouts. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of neat. Even all these years later, it was kind of cool seeing them in 3D because we don't ever see them like that. Um, so, yeah. so that was kind of neat but basically all that would happen between levels is Chef would fucking either pull up in his car or the kids would talk to him at school or they'd go to his house and his house changes locations it just randomly yeah. fucking shows up and then and that's where he <laughs> lives now and his entire house is just a bed with like a lava lamp in it like <laughs> and so then Chef will tell you like well, it's uh, all you need for Chef is a bed and lava lamp, right? And like, I'm not complaining about that because it's kind of funny. Like, I have no problem with that. It's just that, like, yeah. so stupid. So then Chef would be like, you know, like, "Hello there, children," and then the kids would be like, "Hey, Chef," and then he'd be like, "Oh, you children aren't done yet. These turkeys are getting out of hand. You got to go fight them." And then he'd be like, "Oh no, children, there's evil clones downtown now. You got to go fight." Like, they never call Bar Brady. Nobody from the town gets involved. It's just Chef knows about all these alien things, and Chef tells these four children to go save town weirdly i want i truly want to believe chef was just unleashing all these things upon town just to torture the children <laughs> chef was doing it the whole time <laughs> that would have been awesome if it turned <laughs> out if, if it turned out chef was the bad guy the, the big bad guy is chef i think oh that'd be God, hilarious. that would have made the game so much better yeah it would have made it so much better this show is sponsored by better help podcasting is a weird job because i talk to you nerds all the time Every day, I tell you all about my life, the good and the bad. The ugly, I kind of keep that offline. And it's not that I don't want to talk about it. I'd love to talk about it. I just need to pick and choose 
who I talk to. We all have stuff that just lives in our minds, rent-free, 24-7. Talking about them can really help because the longer you keep something bottled up, the more likely it is to blow. You've heard me say it before and you're going to keep hearing me say it. Therapy is the way. Therapists can be that ear to bend when you really need to get something off your chest and don't know who to talk to. And BetterHelp is a great way to go about it. I don't BS you guys. I don't say I've used something if I've never used it. I've personally talked to a BetterHelp therapist about the stuff going on in my personal life, and I genuinely found it helpful. To have someone to talk to that doesn't have any skin in the game, that can just listen and try to help me come up with a roadmap to get through the tough times... It's just invaluable. It has seriously really helped me. I've talked to my therapist through video and you can do it that way or you can do it over the phone or even just over chat and they give you as many schedule options as possible so you can work a session in around your life. It's licensed therapy as convenient as it gets. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash RememberTheGame today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash RememberTheGame. So, so then you, you beat all the stupid turkeys and then chef tells you there's clones. And so now you've got to fight these fucking creepy looking clones of like uncle Jimbo. And, uh, I actually like the way the clones look and the way they walk around going like, and you have to like hit them with stuff. I actually yeah, found it gets old very quickly. Just like the turkey. It does. Cause dude, that's the problem. Cause I was going to say, I think the clone level is the best level in the game. But the clone level is the same thing. It's just there's no variety. There's no challenge. You just walk through town killing these fucking clones and occasionally fucking turkeys looking for the big clones. And you had, dude, there's like one part where you go into like eight or nine warehouses looking for like the head clone. And it literally is just, we've all been there. It's gaming 101. You go into a warehouse, you clear it out of bad guys, then the next warehouse opens up and then you will cross the street and go into that one and clear it out of bad guys and then back and forth. And it's just... It's boring. It's just boring. It's a very repetitive. It's it's again this I, I, this game falls into the category of games that were made to service an IP. Exactly. They weren't made with love. Were made with they just hey this this is popular. Let's make it just make a random ass game out of it. Yeah, a hundred dude, a trillion percent. I fucking I agree with that. And we we all know anyone. Chances are, if you're listening to this, you're probably old, like Andre and I are now. And you probably grew up playing either NES or SNES or Genesis or whatever. And we all know, dude, particularly back in the day, it was all about churning out IP, right? It was like, it was yep. like, oh, here's a, here's a Silver Surfer game. Here's a Ghostbusters game. Here's a Back to the Future game. Just like, it was all about just any, any bit for, fuck, how many bad Simpsons games are fucking out there? Like they know oh, that it's just put a, put an IP on the cover. all of them? Exactly. Exactly. And like, and this was the first <laughs> South Park game. And let's, let's be honest, you guys, like... If you haven't played South Park uh, Chef's Love Shack or you haven't played South... I think there was like a kart racing one, South Park Racing or something like that. I, no, I'm not sure on you. If you haven't played their other games, like this actually might be the best one before like the good South Park games, the last two. But it just, it's yeah. so frustrating because you're right. They, that's all it is. Is they It was fan service. They were like, let's just put the stupid voices into this game and people will play it for the sake of the voices. And I will say... Like- mul- Go ahead. It's like they go up to Trey and Matt, like, we want to make a game, here's a fuck t- here's a bunch of money, voice this shit, we're going to put this out. Exactly, and make money. It was money a claim, out. wasn't it? That's uh, I want to say yes, I believe you're right. Yeah, it was. And, it was of course and, it was and fucking And you know a claim has made some bad wrestling video games yeah, in the of, past. Yeah, of course it was fucking like a claim. Warzone and shit. So, like, just, just that game alone, like, you go, 
Uh, yeah. No. And now and now credit given to Matt and Trey because when these last two RPGs came out, if you don't know the whole story, and again, we'll go back to this shitty game in a minute. It just feels nice to get out of fucking to just yeah. get a, take our head out of the stink that is this fucking game for 2 seconds. <laughs> Matt and Trey like got heavily involved with the two RPGs that came out over the last few years because they were like, oh, "Yo, they we wrote- they were writing them, didn't they? Yeah, I believe they did because they were like, we've released so many bad games and we don't want to do that anymore. So at least to yeah. their credit, they were like, no, let's... And I would and I would make a legitimate, solid argument that those two South Park RPGs are maybe the best, like, uh, television or movie IP games ever made. They're right up there anyways. Like, they're so good. I, I, they're right at the top. If they're not the best, they're right at the top because... Like you play those, you feel like you're you're playing you're playing a game of like actually in like you're playing an episode of South Park. Yes, exactly. That's what those new games feel like. Whereas this We're feels in. like you're playing a demo of a game, and they put the South Park characters in it because there's just so yeah, much or- empty space and there's so much repetition. Like I said, you fight those turkeys, then you fight these fucking clones, and these clone levels end with fighting a giant blob of a clone that I killed in like. 30 seconds like it wasn't even a challenge and i was like oh what the fuck okay you're like well this is easier than that giant turkey it was <laughs> because you could hit it anywhere then you have to fight the aliens and like here's the thing if you're watching south park in the early days of south park the aliens were awesome yeah the aliens were rad they were a frequent part of the show it was them and the cows right and and, 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 then, and then they and then they put the the antenna and carbon's butt yeah exactly right like those are the classic episodes i love the south park aliens so when they said hey you're gonna be fighting the aliens i was like oh okay fucking right i can get on board with this but then you go back out into that fucking forest that's just filled with giant walls made out of logs and you just walk through these fucking logs and look for aliens and then when the aliens show up you just kill them the same way and then the turkeys fucking show up again so you kill the aliens and you kill the turkeys turkeys i don't know dude but then my turkeys I don't know if you're even going to remember this. The worst part of this entire game, and that's saying something because there's a lot of worst parts of this fucking game, but the worst of the worst parts is you find the alien ship. And I thought my game was broken because I get to this alien ship and there's fucking aliens everywhere and the ship is up on top of this like ledge. And it's basically just like a giant free roaming area and you're just walking around killing aliens. And you keep going up to the door to the alien spaceship, but you can't open it. And I'm like shooting it with, like I'm wasting ammo shooting this thing. It's not opening. So then I'm like, all right, well maybe I just have to kill all the aliens, but the aliens just keep showing up. I finally hit a point. Dude, I just finally hit a point where I muted my television and turned on a podcast and listened to that while I was walking around just because you can kill them with snowballs and you're just walking around killing aliens, killing aliens, killing aliens. So finally I'm like, dude, there's got, I'm missing something. There's got to be something because this literally went on for like 10 minutes and I'm like, I'm missing something. So I fucking, I pause it and I look up a walkthrough and I'll tell you guys right now, just to add to the shittiness of this game, finding a good walkthrough is incredibly difficult <laughs> because nobody <laughs> wanted to make one for this fucking game because it sucks. Well, it's, it's such a bad game. Who sits down and like plays through that much? And the thing is to build a walkthrough for this game, like you don't have to do that much in reality. No. Because there isn't that much to each level. No, but I couldn't find like, one. Go, kill, done. So then I so then I finally find a walkthrough and they talk about the part where you find the alien ship, which I'm at now. And they're like, you just have to kill all the aliens as they keep respawning. And then the one walkthrough I found said, and trust me, there's a lot of them. And then they said, finally, the door to the alien ship will open and these two blue aliens come out and you have to kill them and then you can go in the ship. So I was like, all right. And I'm telling you, dude, 
when I say it was 10 minutes, it was way longer than that. Cause I got through an episode and a half of a podcast on two times speed and they were short podcasts, just killing. And I'm literally just walking around this fucking area that is three quarters white because of the snow. So it's not even fun to look at just throwing oh. infinite snowballs at aliens. And finally these two blue aliens show up. I killed them each in like three seconds. And now just like that, I'm in the ship. And I was like, why oh. the fuck did I have to kill 5,000 aliens? Like, why couldn't it have just... Was it just to extend the game? I have no fucking idea. Pretty much. It's like, we don't have enough in this game. Let's put a shit ton of aliens in there. It was so many. It was so obnoxious. Like, I'm a, I'm a huge Earthbound fan. And if you've never played Earthbound, you should play it. It's on Super Nintendo. It's an RPG. It's fucking rad. But there's one part in Earthbound that really irritates me. And that's when you go to fight this boss called the Master Belch. He's a giant blob of puke. And one of the things you've yeah. got to do to fight him is you have to go to this waterfall where there's like the secret entrance to their, to their lair. And the guy guarding the lair says, what's the password? And you literally just have to let it go silent for three minutes. You just don't touch the game for three minutes. And then he goes, okay, you're what? right. Yeah. And I remember that's that and weird. being like, well, that's fucking stupid. Like, why? That's not fun like, to anybody. Like, how would you know that? Right. Like, you know what? If you're going to make if you're gonna make the password to be nothing, then just don't let, like, then when it, like, pops up the screen where you type in the letters, then just hit send without putting in any letters. And then he'd be like, you're right, you're in. Like, that would have been more clever. So I remember thinking that was dumb. This was 500 times worse because it's just walking around, killing aliens that are barely hurting you, just huh. waiting and wait. And dude, like... Oh, and the turkeys do this too. You literally would kill an alien and there's a little radar showing you where bad guys are. You would kill an alien. The radar would be empty. I would turn around without moving, just like literally spin my view. Then a little blue dot would pop up. I spin my view back and there's an alien standing there. Like they just instant respawn with no logic. I fucking hate no, it so it's much. A, it, it, it's truly is a broken level. Oh, so then you finally get into the ship and I'm like, all right, well, fucking right. Now we're in the ship. Let's get crazy. And what do you do in the ship? You go from room to room fighting fucking aliens. It's just killing more aliens. There's got to be. So there's the turkeys, the tank turkeys, the giant turkey. There's the clones and then the master clones. There's the eight. There's two different kinds of aliens. There's only eight or nine type of types of enemies in the entire game. And you just walk around throwing snowballs at them. And it yeah, just it's so sucks. Kill them all. And your guys just keep saying the same couple things over and over and over again. And it's just, I hate it. And like, you would think like, cause one of the few things I really did like about the game in concept was that they change up the weapons and they give you different weapons. But the oh, weapons some of them were fucking funny. Oh, some of the weapons are fucking hilarious, but you never get any goddamn ammo for any of them. Like you find them like so that you can get dodgeballs, which is fine. You can get like a nerf dart gun that shoots nerf darts. Um, a couple of them, you can get like a plunger gun that shoots giant toilet plungers, which is kind of stupid. Which is actually pretty funny. Yeah, it's funny. That's, it's that's stupid, but good. it's funny. But then you get into like some of the, like my favorite weapon in the entire game is the Terrence and Phillip dolls, uh, <laughs> which are basically just grenades and you throw them and then it yeah. just, they just fart. And then anyone which, that's in the fart cloud gets hurt. You didn't, you, your favorite gun wasn't the cow launcher? No, I, I was going to say, I really like the cow launcher too, where you literally launch oh, cows at fucking oh, enemies. Oh, I love that. You, I love that cow launcher. You launch cows at enemies. There's a chicken one where you like, it's like a sniper rifle, I think. And it's like a oh, chicken. the sniper chicken, yeah. Yeah, and it's like a chicken's ass out of the front of the gun and you hit shoot and then it like poops out an egg and the egg flies at the bad guys. And like, those ideas are really funny, except that you hardly ever pick up ammo for those fucking guns. So then you're back to snowballs. 
Fucking just boring ass. It's like they're like, why? It's almost like just Debbie plays whole game of snowballs at that right. point. And but you're the th- just like just wasting your ammo half the time. Exactly. And like, listen, I've played Doom and Wolfenstein and Goldeneye, frankly, and all those games. And I like Perfect Dark. I know that like you know like when you get the BFG in Doom. Like, you ration your ammo, because you don't get a ton of ammo, so you're not going to waste it on basic demons. You're going to save it for bosses. I get that. But you know what the difference between the South Park game and Doom and all those games are? Is that Doom and all those other games are fun. Like, South Park, the weapons are the only fun part. That's the only thing. It's it's a game that, I think it was like six, four, like five or six seasons at this point. It's got to be. Of the show? Yeah, it's a few. Yeah, it's a few. Yeah, for sure. A few seasons at least. It's got it. It sounds like it should be so much fun. Yeah. I really, listen, here's the thing is like the basic concept, like again, like if we, if explaining those weapons sounded like they were kind of funny, it's because they are kind of funny. And I like the idea of playing as the four kids and the way they interact with Chef. And like, this is vintage. One thing I noticed playing this game is like, it's vintage Cartman where it's not him so much being the like, fucking crazy weirdo the crazy bigot nazi psycho he's yeah. just that arrogant little insecure fat kid he's just a, he's a du- little douchebag from the first few seasons right and so like that made me laugh because it was fun seeing him go back to being like like there's one part where he's just like yeah those aliens come after me i kick him in the nuts you know like just classic cartman that was like it was funny it was old school yeah his, and, old, his old like where he just get angry and be be an asshole yeah but it just gets old so fast and there's just nothing fun so then you kill all the aliens and you and then you're like okay well is that the end of the game and then i don't know how the fuck anyone thought of this but then they decide to tack on a fourth episode where toys come to life and you just have to go fight toys and you oh, end up, yeah. oh, and you end up in these like toy stores that make no sense that are just big and open and boring and there's giant Jack in the boxes that are like the tanks in this level, but you can't attack them until they open and they just open at random times. So you basically just have to, they're not even attacking you. They're just flopping around and you basically just follow them around and wait for them to pop open and then shoot the horse that pops out of them. And it's just, it's just, it's just more of the same where it's like, I've literally been doing this for like three hours. It's not hard. It's not fun. Just kill swarm after swarm after swarm after swarm of enemies. Like, at least yeah. give me more cutscenes and make it clever and funny or something. Fuck you and fuck this game so hard. Like, and you pick up yeah. armor like you do in Doom, which is kind of funny, but it's just football shoulder pads, which I actually like. That makes sense. Because that was back when they all played football. That made sense. And uh, you can find Mr. Hanky, the Christmas poo. And he serves as like, I think he serves as like invincibility. And I'm always down with Mr. Hanky because I think he's fucking hilarious. Oh, Hanky's amazing. But like, dude, we literally just like, if it sounds like we're like, dude, that sounds like a boring game. It's because it is a boring game. I have nothing else to fucking tell you guys. There's nothing fun about it. It well, just okay, sucks. And then you get to, but then there, there is a very far, fun part of the game in the multiplayer. Right. Agree, especially and, on the N sixty four when you can play four player. Because because and, be, and the okay, so if you yeah if you play the if you play the the, the multiplayer mode, then you're you're basically playing a, a South Park spoof of Goldeneye or Turok or or one Pretty of those much. games. Like you you go it goes to the split screen and and I will give this game credit like for the multiplayer they put a ton of South Park characters in this game, and they're I all voice. I literally pulled up a list of all the characters they got. Yeah, go. It, it's actually quite impressive. It is, yeah. What? There's Wendy, Chef, Jimbo, uh, Mr. Garrison, uh, Carmen's mom, Officer Barbary, but like a a bunch of the town is in this. Mm-hmm. And like and like that, 
I agree with you. Like, so in this game one, because if you don't Terrence know, like, Philip are in it. Terrence and Philip, yeah, fuck, I love Terrence and Philip. I'm Canadian. Yeah. They're here. They're Canadian heroes. For those of you yeah, that are Canadian listening heroes. to this show that don't live in Canada, and you're wondering, like, oh, I wonder what Canadians think of South Park. We're deeply offended that South Park makes fun of us with the accents and the cutting open choppy heads. But like Terrence and Philip are on our twenty dollar bill. We really hey, do hey, look up. We really Ike do. Is iconic. What's that? Ike is iconic. Yeah, Ike's great. I fucking love Ike. I love the way they make fun of Canadians. I love it. Um, but yeah, like the multiplayer, and so when this, so when this game won our Patreon poll, the the poll we ran this month was a bunch of dud games. I was like, I want to pick some of the worst games out there, and we'll see which one wins. And it came down to this game and Shaq Fu, like neck and neck. And it seemed funny to me because I was like, I remember playing South Park on the Nintendo sixty four in high school and having a lot of fun with it, but I only played. The multiplayer mode. And and I will give this... That's what's going to save this game from getting like an Echo the Dolphin score. Because at least the multiplayer, when you play it with your friends, it gets old. Like, it's not the deepest game in the world. But it's but, fun but to in, run around. In a way, in a way so, did, so did Goldeneye and Perfect Dark after a while. Both got old after a while, too. Yeah, I agreed. And it's just fun but, to run around with all these different South Park characters and hear what they have to say and the way they interact with each other and throw Terrence and Philip like, dolls at each other and stuff. And like pee on a snowball and... Yeah, and throw it at your friend's character. Right. Yeah. It's like so the the multiplayer is kind of fun. The problem is that it's 2020. I'm playing it on my PlayStation Classic, and I have no friends. So I played it yeah. alone, single player. And the campaign is legitimately like one of the most painful things I've ever done. Like it was just at least as far as video games go, it was just. Well, it's, it's- it's not fun. No, it's boring. It's boring. It's not yeah. like if it was, if they made it funny, I would give it like a six out of 10 on the campaign. Cause I'd be like, the campaign is boring, but at least the voice acting or whatever is funny, but the voice acting's yeah. not funny. The campaign's boring. The controls fucking suck ass. The game doesn't oh. look good outside no. of the cutscenes. There's nothing redeemable about the campaign at all. Well, it, it, everything looks like everything looks like to, I guess, I guess the rendering of this game, like the quality, even back then, it looked like it wasn't completed. Exactly. I was thinking that as I was playing it. It looks like a demo build. Yeah, it looked like like they didn't finish like the qual finish the video quality. It's like what? Like, it, it, it's like South Park. I will take this. I will say this: those first few seasons, their quality wasn't like like for visuals wasn't great, but it was far better than this game was yeah oh dude yeah like the way they put those fucking red arrow signs everywhere to me explains that when they designed this game they were like like why oh, could we don't know like, what to do like why couldn't we spend the whole game in town like at least then we would have had something to look at like the buildings instead you spend three quarters of the game walking through fields of snow like it is the it ugliest is so boring it's just bright white and then you just walk until you see a red arrow that says go right now so then you turn oh, right there's a barn exactly <laughs> Like, ah, fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck this game. Fuck all of you that voted for this game. No more bad. <laughs> I hate it, Andre. I'm done. I can- uh, I'm done. You're welcome. You're welcome, buddy. Yeah, you sack of shit. And as soon as, as soon as I said this game won the pool, you were like, I'd love to come on and talk about it. And I was like, you're the same guy who was like, hey, Echo the Dolphin would be fun. So you, <laughs> your legacy of this fucking podcast is coming up on Mark McHugh levels of band. It's fucking not good because you keep putting these shit games on me. Do you have anything else to say before I fucking score this thing and get on with my life and forget I ever played this? <laughs> no, like this, this game overall is not good. But I have great memories. Like I'm playing it with my friends and <sighs> just, it's 
Listen, That's the only good memory of it is playing the multiplayer. Yeah. Listen, everybody. Like, first of all, and, and the fact that they were actually looking at doing a sequel to this game at one point, oh, God. like a proper sequel. Oh. Yeah, they never materialized. Thank freaking Christ. No, because it but, yeah. sucks. Like, I mean, I'm just looking up a list of South Park games. I have a list of South Park games right now. There was the game we're talking about: South Park Chef's Love Shack, uh, South Park Rally. I knew there was a racing game. Then a yeah, tower defense a game. game. And then again, you eventually that was on the phone. That was a that was a mobile game, though. right? The tower defense one, yeah. The, so if you're a South Park fan and you want to play video games, like I can't stress enough, play Stick of Truth and Fractured Butthole, and don't let bad licensed games of the past hurt your hurt your or make you scared to play those games. The two new RPGs are are fucking incredible and two of the funniest video games i've ever played but for the love of god don't play this game if you gotta get some old school south park go watch the early seasons and just laugh at cartman being yeah, less of a piece of game. shit than he is now but fucking all never play this game again andre on a sc- oh, fuck me i hate this game um you know what it was on the nintendo 64 first so on a scale of one yeah. to 64 what would you score Fucking South Park. Oh, like a 22. <laughs> it's better than I'm going to fucking give it. Uh, Yeah, 22? Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, Just purely for the multiplayer and the guns. Okay. Uh, See, it's funny because I'm going to give it a 10 out of 64, and it's going, to be for the, it's going to be for the guns and to a lesser extent the multiplayer. Like, the only yeah. thing saving this game from getting, like, a 2 out of 64 is the fact that I can whip Terrence and Phillip dolls at people and make them fart, and that I can shoot eggs out of a chicken's <laughs> ass for my sniper rifle. That is the only reason that this game is even getting... And it's not yeah. passing. It's failing horribly. I hate... This is... This game is right there with Echo the Dolphin, Mario's Missing, and Virtual Bart as the worst games we've reviewed on this show so far. And to every cool single... And for, oh, fuck. You, why are you proud of that? You fucking... And to every single one of you that voted for this game, you're banned. You're all fucking banned. No more bad game polls. I just... <laughs> I was so angry playing it. And my girlfriend was like, well, then why are you playing it if it makes you that angry? And I was like, because I fucking have to. Because it won the Patreon poll and I need people's $2. But I'm not proud of it. (laughs) Anyway. Andre, thanks for talking about this fucking horrible game with me. No problem, buddy. Ugh. That's going to do it for this week's episode. Andre, thank you so much for... Ow. I just hit myself with the microphone. Uh, thank you so much for... I'm not editing that out. That can stay. Thank you so much for giving me a call and talking a little bit of South Park. And to every single one of you that are listening to my voice right now, thank you so much for listening and supporting the show. A little bit of a fuck you to all of you that voted for fucking South Park in the Patreon poll because this game licks all kinds of anus. Uh, but it was still a fun episode, so I hope you guys enjoyed that. If you're enjoying what we do, the shows and my ramblings and all the other stuff, please consider supporting us on Patreon. It's $2. It helps me out more than you could possibly imagine. You get a ton of extra podcasts. You get a shout-out on the show. You can submit comments and do all kinds of fun things like that. This Sunday's episode of Expansion Pass will be a look back at the PlayStation 2 and a little bit of a happy birthday to them because 
considering it turned 20 years old this week, at least here in North America. And yeah, and you get a whole bunch of other stuff as well. Also, we have a PO box. I don't bring it up as often as I should, but you can send me stuff. If they just send me a postcard or a letter. I'm, when I say send me stuff, don't send me giant gifts. Certainly don't send me poop or bombs or anything. But if you want to send me a postcard or a letter, that'd be fucking awesome. All right, back. We'll be pen pals. We'll go old school. We'll be pen pals. The address for that is remember the game, PO box 69181, Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. T6V1G7. And you can find that over on our website, remember the game podcast as dot com as well. And check me out on Twitch. I stream Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sunday nights. Comedy schedule permitting. Uh look for member the game over on Twitch. Not remember. Member the game. Just hit me with a follow. It's free. Then you'll know whenever I'm online. You can come hang out. It's a lot of fun. That'll do it. Game patch 11.0 hits the internet Friday morning for Patreons, Monday morning for free feeds. Expansion pass will be up on Sunday. There will also be a, a podcast going live probably on Friday for our $5 Patreons, which is just, I don't know what we're going to call it yet. We're still figuring that all out, but it'll just be me talking about my life. That's a new perk that is just available for $5 Patreons. It'll have nothing to do with games. We'll get into, we'll get intimate. Maybe I'll have a scotch or two. We'll get nice and intimate. So that'll be going live later this week as well. I'll make sure to message you guys and let you know that goes live. Good enough. I'm going to shut the fuck up and get out of here. I'll be back in seven days with episode 122 of Remember the Game. So clean your controllers, wash your hands, be nice to each other. Suck my ball, Stefan, and I'll talk to you guys again soon. Take it easy. Rambling idiot out. Cheers. Remember the Game is brought to you by our Patreons. I just could not produce three podcasts a week, plus all the other crap that I do without your support, so I'd like to take a quick moment to thank every single person that has signed up for at least $2 a month over at patreon.com slash rememberthegame. So a humongous thank you to Aaron Cuphall, Aaron Lawson, Adam Anderson, Adam Oshirello, Alan C., Alex Martinez, Andre, Andrew, or Andrew Halepchuk, Andrew Wright, Andy Baker, Another Stupid Monkey, April Zane, Arpad Botos, Ashley Cronenbitter, Batter Barhumi, Ben Bulio, Ben Busha, Ben Drinkin, Bradley McHugh, Brandon O'Brien, Brian McKay, Brian Medeiros, Brian Ransom, Bullfrog, Charlie M, Chris Campbell, Chris Flurry, Chris Wilson, Christopher Russell, Chuck Schlarp, Corey, Craig Rutt, Crash Bandiquit, Chris Snipe 007, Dan T, Danny Vega, Dario Omen, Dave L, Dave McGee, Dave Thompson, David Ray, Desert Tortoise, Divalk, Duhau, Doug Dorn, Doxer, Dustin L, Dylan, Eric Canard, Evan Refuse, Fraser Burns, Gary C, Geek Life Radio, Grimpy, Andre SJA Flash, James Clark, Jason Adams, Jason Cortez, Jeff Johnson from Game on GNT, Jeffrey Mathis, Jer Bear, Joe Buck, Joe Gillespie, Joe Mack, John Doskis, John Quack, Jordan, Josh Morgan, Josh from the Press Start to Join podcast, Kate Roberts, Casey Rarick, Keegs, Kevin Chincholo, Kevin Donlin, Kevin Hufford, CryptoVox, Kyle Paul, Lane Orr, Leon Napscog, Les Winan, Luca, Mackenzie Wheeler, Mark Jones, Mark McHugh, Mark 209, Matt McLean, Matthew Davis, Michael Mathis, Mikhail Haig, Mike Brady, Mike Malawaney. Boy, I'm bad at this. Miklos Blackshaw, Miles from BringBackRetro.com, Morgan, Mr. Impressive, Mr. Nick, Nathan Tremblay, Nathan W., Nick Sills, No One Cares, OG Big Titus, Retro Ghosty Ghost, Rex, Robert Fuchsia, Robert L., Rome 21, Ryan Bashaw, Ryan Kinchin, Ryan Yeager, Scott Brooks, Scott V., Sean Razine, Sharonic, Slick Rick, Stupid Monkey, Super Mary Ho, The T Word, Thomas D. Reynolds, Todd, Tom, Tony, Travis, Trevor Hillier, Hillier, yeah, fuck, I'm, boy, I suck at this, Tyler, very cool dude, Vincent L, Vladstein, White Burrow, Wayman, Wyman Brooks, Xwater, Yamcha, Zane Donovan, Jay Clutch, and Staro Pre, my, um, Staro Preben, fuck, I, boy, that was ugly, I can't imagine anyone, if you made it this far, message me and tell me you fucking, 
I suck at this. I'd love to hear it. Thanks a lot for listening, guys, and thank you so much for the support. I'll talk to you all again soon. Take it easy. You're the best. Cheers.